Welcome to Inside KB's Head. I am KB, and this is a look at the world through a normal guy's eye. Last week, I saw that Team USA was representing the United States, and they took a knee during the national anthem while wearing Black Lives Matter on their sweatshirts. I want to talk about respect and how I feel about respect because I've said before, I feel like I'm not the smartest person in the room, but my title has some kind of respect when it comes to my job. And that's all coming up on Inside KB's Head. So Team USA takes a knee while wearing Black Lives Matter on their sweatshirts. Now, do you do we believe that they are representing the United States correctly? I mean, we're making a political statement on the field, but I don't think that all Americans feel that way. Because I know probably a lot of people that don't support Black Lives Matter, and they happen to be black. And so why is Team USA, who is representing the United States, able to take a knee to protest whatever it is they're protesting, and it'd be okay, but they're not representing what's the best interest of the United States? I'm almost 100% positive that the rest of the countries around the globe look at us and go, yeah, they're a joke. So Team USA takes a knee along with uh, the Swedish team. And, oh, I'm sorry. Not all of the Team USA uh, soccer players took a knee. There was three of them that didn't. Uh, you go. Be proud of your country. The other rest of the team took a knee along with Team Sweden, guess what ended up happening? Sweden ends up spanking us in our warm-up for the Olympics. Mind you, Team USA, same thing. They got spanked by the Nigerian team in basketball. And then they lost their opening uh, match against Team France. Here's where I get kind of frustrated. We're paying. We are sending this elite group of women's soccer players to go 
and play at the Olympics. In the meantime, they can't stand for the national anthem, who, by the way, America put them there. America is funding them going to Olympics to the Olympics to represent us. In the meantime, they want to take a knee because they want to protest whatever they're protesting, and which I'm getting sick and tired of seeing this stuff. I'm tired of seeing them taking a knee at the national anthem. And then I think the NFL is getting ready to allow them to put BLM and whatever else markings on their uniforms for this 2021 season. And we are all okay with this. We are just like, Hey, yeah, Hey, we love sports and we're going to kick butt. I'm sorry, but I cannot support a soccer team that takes a knee for the national anthem. They are representing the United States of America and the United States of America probably does not feel like we should be taking a knee and saying, yep, that's who we are. We are the people that take a knee and we protest our, our American flag and the national anthem on the world stage. What an embarrassment for the United States. So it was funny the other day Mint came in and we were talking about the Olympics. She's like, team USA, team USA. And I said, not 100%. I don't support our female soccer team just because of the protest. But when are we going to, are we just going to sit back and go, oh, that's okay. I mean, we're going to send people to the world stage and hey, you can protest our national anthem. But in the meantime, we're paying for you to be there. We're funding you to go to the Olympics to represent the United States of America. That would be like, uh, I don't know, every military active duty and veteran who take a knee because they want to protest the national anthem, but we get paid, they get paid by the taxpayer. We are supposed to be representing the United States. And we have to be able to, on the world stage, drop our indifferences and be able to go out and play a sport. Instead of putting out this, look at me, look at me, look at me, like Megan Rapopone, who, I don't know, she wants to talk about women's equality in sports, but her and her women's league turned down the opportunity to get paid just as, just as equal as the men, but they decided to take a different route. And I believe that Megan Rapopone is just trying to hang on to whatever she's got going on and trying to be in the limelight and it's time for her to hang it up and she still wants to be relevant. Just like Cher the other day when she came out and said something about Trump or when these has-been singers like Macy Gray comes out and talks about the American flag, changing the American flag and making it look different so it represents the people better. Well, you're not the majority of the United States. And I think if we went and changed our flag to represent the minority of the, to go and represent the minority group, I think you would have a lot of Americans that are pissed off. And I think that by our pro athletes who we look up to, our women's soccer team, our women in sports who are heroes, they have a responsibility to teach the younger generation to, to protest Stand up for what you're what you what you believe in, but not on the world stage, not when you're in front of millions of people. 
There's a time for that. That's what Twitter's for. That's what social media is for. That's what the internet's for. That's what, you know, you can call a news meet, you can call a press conference and you can have that conversation. But when there are X amount of young ladies watching the World Cup or watching Olympic soccer or watching this warm up game and they see that, what are we teaching them to disrespect the flag? Doesn't matter where you're at disrespect that national anthem i mean i i keep going back and forth to this and i keep going over and over and over and over on this i keep probably beating it up and that is your united states soccer you play soccer for a living that's what you do you represent the united states you are far from anything that's related to oppression systematic racism all of those things that you guys are taking a knee for how did you get to that national soccer team level? And don't tell me that y'all took the hard route and you worked your way out of the streets and you, you know, earned every nickel and dime. Please don't. It's an embarrassment that we have these people, oh, and they're all white too, that are taking a knee for the flag to fight systematic racism and protest, police brutality. I bet you none of them have ever had that problem. I bet you none of them had to go without. I bet you none of them had to really struggle hard in their life to be one of the top soccer players. It's just like when I said in my previous podcast about Gwen Berry, you're the number three ranked hammer throw in the United States, and you want to protest the flag and the national anthem because why? And now we are seeing video footage and we're seeing pictures of Gwen Berry at other national events where she's draped in the American flag. So we're pushing this agenda down, but yet there's a little bit, not a little bit, I'd say a lot of bit of hypocrisy here. We're a little bit of hypocritical. We are going with what's popular today. And it needs to stop. You may not agree with what's going on in the United States, and you may not agree with the politics of the country. You may not agree with, you know, your neighbor. But you know what? That American flag didn't do anything to you. You were born in America. You were raised up as an American. You were given the advantages to be able to go out and represent our country. What are you taking a knee for? Another thing that makes me upset and really irritated me was when I saw that Black Lives Matter on their shirts while they were taking a knee during the national anthem. Black Lives Matter serves a purpose. However, you're seeing a bunch of um, black people come out or African-Americans or people of color come out and really debunk Black Lives Matter because they're not really doing anything to support the, their community. I mean, we, I think I talked about one of the people, co-founders of Black Lives Matter, bought a million-dollar home in the richest part of California. Why are you not taking that money and putting it back into the community? And, you know, they have a, deleted a lot of their mission statement, and some of it was they are a Marxist group. And another one they want to do is they want to destroy the nuclear family. So that's what the United States believes in is we want to destroy the nuclear family when we know that we need 
the family to raise our kids. I was a single parent and it was so hard to try and tap into my motherly instinct and be able to be motherly to my children because I was a dude and it was really hard. And I can see how single mothers, you know, they just kind of give up when the kids get older and they become ornery and they become teenagers and they, you know, they're only thinking with their brain in their pants and, you know, they're just go forward. I'm going to go do stupid stuff. And I could see that. I mean, we talk about my daughter and she's my, uh, my daughter mint and she, and I, and I'm just a doormat for her. You know, she gets away with murder because she's daddy's little girl and I'm str stricter with my boys and I'm more firm with my boys. So now we have team USA taking a knee Talking about Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter wants to destroy the nuclear family. How many of those soccer players came from a single family home, a broken home? It would be an interesting statistic to look at is to see how many of them came from a single family, single parent, single income family. So... I guess what I need to do is I need to go research that. I guess I should go look at that. Maybe that'll be something I'll follow up with on my next podcast is how many of the soccer players came from a single home, single family home or a broken home. I doubt that, but let's do some research. So I don't, I don't look at team USA women's soccer and go, go, go and win the gold for us. I can care less. I think that the, the team would probably be a little bit less toxic if Megan Rapopone was not on the team. I think they would probably go in a different direction if she wasn't on the team. And that's sad to say. I mean, I don't want I don't wish this upon people, but I mean, I just don't think that she's representing the United States, the best interest of the United States when it comes to the world stage. I mean, it's just like I say about Jim Eagle. Jim Eagle, do you think he's representing the United States well when it comes to the world stage? The guy's fumbling and bumbling. I mean, there's, there's a local radio station here, 104.9, and they play the Biden bloopers. So we, we're not picking the right people to represent our country on the world stage. And to me, when I see Black Lives Matter and I see them taking a knee at the national anthem or protesting during you know, their award ceremony or whatever they're doing, it's an embarrassment to us who had sacrificed 10 years of their life to go support the United States and fight the war, the war on terror and give our lives up when we went to Iraq and we went to Afghanistan. For you to turn around, put that Black Lives Matter banner on and take a knee. You wouldn't be doing that if we were if it was a different country. I can tell you that it you would not be doing that if we were a different country. I believe that that's where a lot of the people in the United States want to turn the ship to is more of that socialist Marxist kind of country. So I'm not going to support Team USA women's soccer for taking a knee during the national anthem. Since this whole trend has come out of taking a knee, I've stopped watching baseball. I stopped watching hockey. I stopped watching football. I stopped watching all the and basketball. I stopped watching basketball years ago. Um, I just can't watch pro sports anymore. It's embarrassing and it's sad. And we're going to keep pushing this agenda down on us through our pro athletes, through our sports. 
And if they don't agree with it, then we're going to shame them to get them to bend to conform to this agenda, which, by the way, is being head up by Jim Eagle, Kamala Harris, AOC, and that group of Democrats. It's supported. This behavior is supported. It's supported for you to disrespect the flag. And I hope that we can pull our head out of our sixes and realize that we have to be united. And we are not united if our idols, our heroes, are taking a knee and flying the BLM flag. Which, by the way, I don't understand why we are flying the BLM flag at our foreign embassies. That's a joke, too. So if we don't together as a community come together and say, Women's soccer, pro sports, stop taking a knee. This is going to continue. And so we're teaching the next generation that it's okay to disrespect the flag. I mean, you take a look at Team USA's logo. It's not even the whole United States flag. It's some cartoonish looking representation of the flag. When are we going to get back to 1980, the miracle on ice, where we took down the Russians and the country went crazy? You know, we are, I don't think if we were to beat top team in the world, we would ever come together like we did during the Miracle on Ice when Team USA beat the Russians in hockey. Those boys played with all heart and didn't worry about what was going on in the world. They just wanted to beat the Russians. By the way, you should check it out. It's a really good movie by Disney. Um, But anyways, so we have to push back on this. We have to stop and think about things and push against this narrative that the American flag is bad, that the American flag is racist. And it doesn't help that social media, mainstream media, and all those guys are pushing this same agenda. It's being force fed to us. But we as Americans have to stand up and say, yeah, that's not going to happen. We're tired of it. But to me, it seems like a lot of us are just going, all right, let's do this. We're good with that. I mean, it's like I saw the other night on YouTube where someone was talking about a, a vaccine mandate. It has to be mandatory or or Gavin Newsom saying that unvaccinated people are like drunk drivers. Please stop it. OK, we're pushing this thing down of having, you know, we have this agenda that we're going to force feed you all and we're going to break you and you're going to conform. But we have to stand up for things. We have to come together as a country and say, you're not going to wear BLM because it doesn't represent the United States. You're not going to take a knee on the, on the world stage because it doesn't represent the United States. But we won't do that. But there was a time when Team USA and the United States was respected. We earned the respect that we were a powerhouse. And I think with the hot mess that we got going on in our country, the dumpster fire we got, our respect, our level of respect is declining. And that leads me into my next subject about respect. How does respect work? So I had an interaction with someone and I, uh, my title is director of housekeeping. And maybe because it says housekeeping, I was treated like I was the help. I was belittled. I felt like what I said didn't matter. And all I want to do is clean their apartment. That's all I want to do. I want to come in on a weekly basis and clean their apartment. They ask me questions about how long I've been doing this. What's the science behind my disinfectant? I mean, just the worst questions that I've never had to face 
in a year and a half working where I'm at since I left my previous company. But fortunately, I guess I could be thankful she sh they shook the rust off of me. But I've been working there for a year and a half, year, year or so, I should say. I've been doing housekeeping services in big hospitals for 15 years, going on 16 years here. I should have a little bit of respect because I've been doing this for a while. I didn't just, you know, drop out of school or I didn't, you know, decide that I have nothing else to do. Let me go be a housekeeping director. I earned my way up. I have the resume that demands a little bit of respect, the things that I did. But I just, some people just come across like, oh, you're just housekeeping, so blah, and they throw up on you, or they treat you like garbage. I remember one time I was, I showed up at an apartment, someone said, honey, the help is here. I'm like, I'm not the help, I'm housekeeping. I am the director of housekeeping. If you knew what I did before I came to, the, to where I work now, if you would have known where I, if you known what I did before I came to my current job, then hopefully you give me a little bit of respect. But I feel like when I talk to people who think that I'm just a housekeeping person, I feel like I have to share my resume and my accomplishments and share all this knowledge in my, in my head to make them understand that I understand my business. I'm very good at what I do. But I just, then I walk away and I go, yeah, that's just who they are. Because I've been in multiple situations. I worked with a gentleman at Orlando Health that was the director at the CDC. He had a Harvard degree. He was the most intimidating man I have ever worked with based off of just the way he thought and the way he spoke. And I was scared of the man because I respected him so much because he had a Harvard degree and he came from the CDC and he did all these accomplishments and up right up the bat, right off the bat, I gave him respect and I actually had to earn respect from him because I needed to prove to, to him that I was capable of doing what he was trying to accomplish in housekeeping and doing data analytics and predictive modeling and forecasting and all the things that he required, he asked me about and help him reduce the infection rates and different things. But I had to, to grind at it every day, but that was a different situation because he was asking, he was pushing me beyond my skill set, and I thank him for it. But to this day, I'm sure if I text him and say, Hey, what's going on? He would respond back to me and ask where I'm at and you know, so on and so forth. I know that I'm just a little housekeeper and I know that I probably haven't lived as long as some of the people that live at my community and they probably put in more work, but I don't feel like I need to flex and drop my resume on people's tables so they can approve of me. I mean, people at work have respect for me because I am pulling off what I pull off and I'm saving them money and we're doing it effectively, efficiently, and we are probably one of the most productive departments in the community. And it's funny that I, at 45 years old, you know, still struggle with respect and I still struggle with the, the, the fear that I have to prove myself, which causes my anxiety to go up because people question, you know, my abilities. And I just, you know, like I probably may have said this before, but I will say it again. I have this fear because I don't have a 
bachelor's degree. I have my associates in accounting and I have my certification in Lean Six Sigma. I'm a black belt in Lean Six Sigma, which is process improvement. And we can go in all down that hole. But I have these certifications and I have this resume to support that maybe you should give me a little bit of respect. But I think it's because of the department that I work in, I am considered the help. So I'm at 45 years old, still trying to struggle with this respect thing. And I try to understand why people are the way they are. But then I go and I go, all right. So this person who is 70 plus years old looks at me as a, like I'm a child. On the flip side, Mint and I got into a heated discussion about respect. And we got in this discussion and it stemmed from her playing a joke or being just joking that she was asexual. And so I, we got into this conversation about how do I, what's the, how do I address you? Do I address you as my daughter? Or do I address you as my, this person that's asexual? Um, and she says, you do it out. You should, you should tell everybody that I'm asexual out of respect. And I looked at her and I go, you've been an adult for maybe two years. You've been on, you lived on your own for a little bit, but respect, you have to earn that respect from me. You just, because you change your pronouns or you change your gender or you change your sexual preference or whatever you're doing, you're still my daughter. You're still my child. You will always be my child, but you don't get to demand respect from me because you've only been at life now on your own since you're 18. So you're now you're about 20. And so I go and I go, all right, so she's demanding respect. But then I look at myself and go, well, I still want to get respect from these people that I work with, but how do you do that? You know, how does my daughter get respect from me? Because I've lived hard and I was in the service and I raised them all by myself. And when I hear them talk about, oh, how tired they are. And, oh, I worked, you know, five days and I, you know, I only slept for like 10 hours each day. And I, I'm just so tired. And I go, really? You're like 20. Suck it up, buttercup. You've got a long road ahead of you. Is that me being disrespectful? Or is that me saying... I hear you, but you sleep for 10 hours a day and you're still complaining about you need to go chill. And maybe it's because I've worked so hard and I've lived so hard and I've gone so hard that I don't have that, that piece of me in me that goes, oh, I feel so bad for you because you only sleep 10 hours a day and you have to work eight hours a day. I'm so sad. I don't. I think but when I was 16, 17, I started working. 18, I was working three jobs, joined the military, worked the military, and I did some jobs on the side, got out, and I raised three kids, and so on and so forth. So I don't know what tired is. I mean, I know what it is because, you know, if I don't follow my sleep routine and I don't stay on the same path, then I feel what the power of tired is and it causes me to um, slip into a whole different mindset but anyways so back to squirrel moment there back to what I was talking about so respect do I have to respect them because they complain about not getting enough sleep do I how do I show them respect because I don't 
buy into the pronouns. I don't buy into the non-binary. I don't buy into all of that because to me, regardless of her sexual identity and her sexual preferences and her pronouns, she's still meant. She's still my daughter. She's still the person I love that I've raised up. So maybe it's my way of thinking that needs to be adjusted, but then I go, why do I have to change who I am to adapt to what they want from me? They need to understand that I was raised up in a different generation. I was raised up and I don't see what they're talking about. I don't comprehend what they're talking about. You know, a famous line that Ben Shapiro uses all the time is I identify as a attack helicopter. I don't comprehend that. I don't comprehend how someone can be identified as a non-binary, whatever they are. So maybe I need to adjust my way of thinking, but it's funny how this is working from a 20-year-old to a 45-year-old, a 45-year-old to a 70-year-old. I just want a little bit of respect. You know, I don't come on to this podcast and just blurt out random stuff. I don't come on here to just say whatever and hear myself be heard. Or, you know, I don't use this just strictly to release all this negative energy and all this stuff in my head. I do do the work. I do put in the time. I do figure out what I'm trying to say. And, you know, so I don't just blurt out stuff. So maybe I, there's a there's a need for that little bit of respect even when I come when it comes to my podcast. But I know that I have a long ways to go and a lot of time to put in this chair to grow my podcast to get to that respectable level. I mean, all 20 of you all love your support. And I love the fact that I am spreading across the globe, but to all 25 of you, but I guess in due time, I have to prove to you. And I also have to prove to the people that I work with so that I can earn the respect. I have to make sense to you all. I also have to prove to the residents that I'm able to keep the facility or the residents clean and presentable at all times so that the ones that doubt me or disrespect me, they, I earn their respect. So maybe that's the difference is mint doesn't understand that you just can't just say, Hey, you, you should respect me. Maybe mint needs to understand that if you want to get my respect, you're going to have to earn it. And <clears throat> lately while I, <laughs> while I'm talking about men, our relationship has been really awkward. Um, lately we've been getting a lot of duels about, um, we had a barbecue on Sunday and a bunch of her friends came over and she basically said, dad, you have to be careful about what you say. I said, huh? Well, my friends are coming over. I don't want to get into debates. I don't want to have any discussions. And I said, so you're saying that you don't want adults to sit down and have a talk about their beliefs, their ideology, maybe politics, religion? No, no, we can't have that. I said, why? If they open the door, then why can't we have this conversation? And it really grinded on me. And it's like, do I, you know, I spent the night before the barbecue thinking, do I really do that? Do I really walk around and throw my opinion out there and I tell everybody they're idiots because blah, 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 blah but I don't. And then her friends came over 
and it was really funny. We were sitting out there, probably, it was probably about 11 o'clock at night, and we're sitting out there talking to one of her friends. And her friend and I were having a conversation, and we started talking about her sexual orientation and her relationship and all the things. And I said, I really don't give a crap what you do, just as long as you pay your taxes. And then her and I started to have a conversation. Mint jumped right in the middle of it to change the subject because we were heading into politics. But what was really cool was her friend was really engaged and was like, yeah, we want to have this conversation. We can have this conversation. We can have a conversation. So I think Mint is worried about a debate, but it's just us having a conversation, sitting there talking about what's going on in the world. So maybe my daughter needs to work on respect to me that I'm going to be able to censor myself. And I'm not this crazy tinfoil hat politician, you know, blurting out all this stuff. It's just I have my my view of the world and and that's how I see the world. Change my mind. Change how I think. I want to hear. I want to be able to sit down and hear this stuff. And it's funny that, you know, people will say stuff and it's like, oh no, I gotta I gotta make sure I play the room. No, I think if they have a respect for each other that we don't we don't need to worry about the room the temperature of the or if you know each other i mean why can't we get in heated conversations why can't we have those simple conversations about the hot topics in the world because that's too complicated and i guess what it meant is trying to tell me is i need to show her respect for what she wishes, that I don't say stupid stuff about guns or the flag or the national anthem or whatever it is. And I need to show her some respect. But respect is earned. Respect takes time. And I remember I still to this day carry a beta blocker in my bag because of my performance anxiety, because I'm afraid that I'm not the smartest person in the room. Or I'm not smart enough. So I use a pill to help me feel respect or equal to everybody in the room. That's how bad I have it because I don't have that bachelor's degree. I don't have all these things on my resume that tells everybody that I'm smart. I know I'm smart. And I know that I have developed tools for my previous company that has made them millions. And I've changed the way that people think about things. So in my head, I know I have the respect. I have the, the ability, I, the knowledge, the skill set to be a successful housekeeping department. But maybe just because I'm housekeeping, I don't get that respect. And it took me a long time to come out and say that to my therapist and to talk to my doctors about this. Like, I'm afraid that people are going to find out that I'm not the smartest person in the room or I don't, I don't have a college degree. And he says to me, it's just a piece of paper. Your actions get you the respect. What you accomplish through your work and your work ethic get you the respect. And that really sunk in. It really kind of hit home. But most importantly, I remember, was the ability to be able to talk about it. So remember, it's okay to talk about it.
Okay, so I learned a lesson last week. Uh, do not barbecue and run your smoke pit on a Sunday and then have everybody over because it delays your podcast. So I'm already working on a news article that's already pissed me off, and it's the gymnast that had to withdraw from mental stress. And obviously, we'll find something that goes on in my life that throws me into a spiral. See you next week. I really do appreciate you stopping by. You can check me out on social media. It's inside KB's head. And if you want to drop me a line, go ahead, insidecabeshead at gmail.com. Once again, I do appreciate y'all's support. And remember to stay out of my head.